everybody, and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Resident Evil Village, developed and published by Capcom. And Caleb. Yes. As the uh, as the Resident Evil fan in the room, I am. Why don't you go ahead and let me know what your thoughts were when you heard that they were doing this? Um, I was really excited. I actually liked the previous one, uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, um, because it, granted, it did go first person, mm-hmm. which I was a little little hesitant about because I'm not a big first person shooter fanish. But I think it really added to the horror element, mm-hmm. right? Because unlike previous games, which the, my my favorite Resident Evil game, of course, I think is a lot of people's favorite, which is four. Mm-hmm. Third person, over the shoulder, Leon Kennedy, like, man, that guy. He's, <laughs> he's a your bad, bro. Yeah, dude, if we could be friends. <laughs> oh, my God, I would so be friends. Um, but... I loved the game, but with the over-the-shoulder aspect, even though it did add a certain element of horror, more horror to it, it but it definitely made it easier to navigate than the previous Resident Evil games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because the previous one, it was a fixed camera in the in the room, and you just kind of ran around it, and you were dodging zombies and shit like that. This one, like stuff could come up and attack you from behind if you weren't careful and and other shit like that. I don't think it was as immersive as this first person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was hesitant about it, but I played it and that game does have it's, it's the prequel to this one. Mm -hmm. It's not outside of the rest of the resident evil games. It's just starring different people. So like, um, like biohazard starts off with this guy named Ethan winters, who gets a message from his wife that she needs help and she's in like Louisiana or some shit like that. So he goes to the address and basically finds this family that is fucked up Mm -hmm. and they like, he has to like fight off the family and finds out that his wife is infected with the same shit. The family is, and she's gone kind of nutso cuckoo batsy. Um, and so he has to like fight her off and it's 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 fucking crazy. <laughs> and at the end of it, um, Chris Redfield, which is a very common Resident Evil reoccurring character character. Yeah, he comes, saves them and takes them away. And that's kind of like the end of the game. Like he he finds the antidote to save his wife. He gives his wife the antidote. They get the hell out of there. And Chris comes and saves them, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, like, basically bomb this fucking mansion in Louisiana. Um, so, like, when they said, hey, this one's a sequel to that, I was kind of like, hmm, this is interesting. And then as they started releasing footage, and I'm like, that's a vampire. Mm-hmm. That's a motherfucking vampire. And that's a werewolf. And this is different. <laughs> because now, like... And I think one of the big things that I liked about Resident Evil 4 was it wasn't zombies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 was Las Plagas. And it was. It was a parasite that they were putting into people that caused a a mutation and mind control and all this other shit. Yeah. And so it wasn't like the standard T-virus that turned them into zombies and shit like that. This was something different. 
and here we get uh, here we go again this is something different because mm-hmm. even in biohazard granted it wasn't they basically blamed it on like a fungus mm-hmm. a mold that that kind of grew around the house and the the family got infected with it and it corrupted them and turned them and kind of turned them into zombies yeah and so like biohazard i was kind of like well it's still it's zombies without using the word zombies <laughs> you know what i mean they, yeah they were they were cannibals they were eating people and and all that other shit so it wasn't they were just more alert mm-hmm. um this one it was like those ain't motherfucking zombies yay because <laughs> it's different like and i I loved it. Yeah. Like, so I was really excited when I saw that this game was coming out um, and that it was a continuation of Biohazard. So I figured it would be first person again. But again, like the first person for this kind of kind of grew on me. And there are other games that do it. The Enemies Within is a first person perspective. Not that I really cared for that Mm -hmm. game. I'm not a big horror game movie genre in general fan. Mm hmm. But I love Resident Evil for some reason. I I don't fucking know. Like maybe because it's not like true horror, you know? Yeah. It's 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 weird. But yeah, so I was like super excited for this. What about you? Um, so I said I said it in the intro. You are the resident Resident Evil fan. Yeah. Uh yeah, I have never played a Resident Evil game. I have really? no interest in ever playing a Resident Evil game. I will admit I did watch a little bit of a like a let's play of Resident Evil 4 and that one looked like it could be interesting. Oh my god. Yeah, and I and I mean I mean like I'm using very specific verbiage here. Like it looked like it could be interesting to play because it wasn't the static cameras like you saw in the older ones. Yeah. You know, um it I thought it had a really cool like inventory system where you could buy the the briefcases and upgrade them and stuff like that but again uh, to me these games aren't horror games they're just jump scare games because there's nothing really horrific about them like i never see any like in all of the time that i watched the the little let's play of resident evil 4 i never saw anything that made me go you or oh my god that's terrifying yeah like I, I it was just like oh look there's a jump scare because somebody came up behind you yeah. or you know oh look there's a and gi- maybe that's what it is because it, it like i'm a main reason why i don't like horror movies is because when i was like five years old i saw the original made for tv movies it mm-hmm. by stephen king yeah and because it was made for tv they couldn't go like bloodbath gory no you know so the way that they incorporated fear was psychologically. Yes. And it fucked with me. Yeah. Because that psychological fear, it, 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 it's what gets to me. The reason why I was so afraid of this clown in particular. And I always have to specify that because I'm not actually afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. Like a normal clown just walking around at a kid's birthday party. Yeah, I'm not like his biggest fucking fan. I'm not going to go high five him, <laughs> but I'm not going to run away wetting my pants scared right. either. Um, the biggest reason why I was afraid of this clown in particular, Pennywise, was because he could appear anywhere, mm-hmm. any way, any form, and your number one defense as a kid is your parents, mm-hmm. and parents don't see him, <laughs> and it freaked me the fuck out. Yes, because here's this entity that my parents cannot protect me from, mm-hmm. and I can definitely not protect myself from it, right? 
And so like in that sense, this one is not that. It's kind of like um you remember when they rebooted Doom? Yeah. If you ever played it oh, yeah. a while ago and yeah. it, like all that game was was jump scares. Yeah. Jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. After the first five minutes, you're like, Well, here comes a jump scare. Boom, there it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like it didn't really affect you because that was the only focal point. I see what you mean. Like, that's what this is. And Resident Evil 4, though it's, it's my, in my mind, the better of the Resident Evil games. Right. Yeah. There, it's it's just basically jump scares because it's about a guy who is a Secret Service agent who goes into this village to save the president's daughter. Mm-hmm. And you find her and you realize that the both of you have been injected with this plague. So first you have to get rid of the plague the infection and then get the fuck out of there there's not really it's more like an action game than a horror game horror game yeah which is which is why i was never really into these things because there was nothing really horrific about it even the i mean because even back in the day my the first time i played a quote-unquote horror game it was alone in the dark me and me and yeah. a friend played that together and we made the mistake or actually it was intentional, but we didn't realize what we we're getting into. We were teenagers. We were playing it and it was nighttime and it was raining and lightning out. Okay. And we played through that game. Dude, and- if I was your friend at that time, I'd have been like, fuck you. I'm walking home. Yeah. I don't care if I get struck <laughs> by lightning. I am walking home. <laughs> and there's a point in that game where you come out of the main house and as you transition into the graveyard, there's a flash of this really grotesque monster on the screen. Jump scare. Right. But what that did was that implanted in my mind things lurking in the shadows. Yeah. Okay. So when we went outside to take a break... And we're standing outside and we're like in the dark. No, no. Cause he had, he had a, here's the thing. He had a motion activated uh, spotlight. Oh God. So we're standing in his driveway and the spotlight's on and we're fine. And we're like, yeah, this is really creepy. This is really creepy. I don't know how much the light goes off. You have never seen two teenage boys scream and freak out and start waving their hands to get the light to come back on. Okay. That to me was horror game. Yeah. So I, I was never big into the Resident Evils because the monsters weren't super grotesque or anything creepy or anything like that. See, and I don't think horror needs to be grotesque. It needs to be psychological. Well, and these weren't... It, and all, that's what it was for you, even. That yeah. jump scare was psychological. It embedded in your mind, here's this thing that you can't see. Yes. And that was a part of it. And that's why I've never been a big fan of horror genre, because I can freak myself out enough. Yeah. <laughs> I already know, even with excellent night vision... I can be standing in the shadow of a light plain as day out in the open. But if it's dark enough outside, you cannot see me. Mm -hmm. If you are standing in that light, staring into the shadows, you cannot see me. So even as a kid, like I didn't turn lights on because lights were, they were a hindrance. Yeah. They didn't protect me from the dark. They made the dark more powerful. Right. Because I couldn't see into it. Yes. So I learned how to operate in the dark <laughs> because then my eyes would adjust yeah. to the ambient light and everything. And I could see everything. We were all seeing each other equally. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that if a werewolf was walking its way down the fucking hallway, growling and scratching its claws into the walls, 
I wouldn't piss myself, <laughs> but at least I saw it coming exactly. and I didn't just hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> So yeah. So these games were like never big on my radar. I did not play five or six or, or yeah. biohazard or anything like that. And when you when you asked if we could do this one for the podcast, I was like, absolutely. Like I will I will play this game. And I went into it. I went into it being like, I'm going to nitpick this apart. Yeah. And I think how I came out of it will actually kind of surprise you. Okay. So, okay. But yeah, I, I didn't I, have I do know hopes. that like during it, you were still on your first playthrough and I think I was on my third. Yeah. And I was like, how do you like it? And you're like, ah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. And I was like, oh yeah. Um, cause we do, we do have a bad habit of sometimes being like, Oh my God, have you like, what do you think of this game? Yeah, and where then you we at? start talking about it. Have you done this yet? Yeah. <laughs> And then we're like, oh, man, we should have recorded all of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with that in mind. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. I guess I can get into it a little bit. So yeah. it, it does. It's a continuation off of Biohazard, which. And I was going to say, before we go any farther, I and I don't, I don't know if this is what you're about to touch on. The fact that it tells you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which. At the beginning of this game, you can watch a little movie that does the highlight points of Biohazard. And it does a really good job. It really it. did. It literally told me everything I needed to know. I was Absolutely. very I was very impressed. Yeah. Shock and number one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not I'm not gonna get too big into uh Biohazard because it 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 And you already did kind of. A little bit. Yeah. yeah I, I touched on it. I, I basically hit the highlights that the movie does. I wanted you to know about it a little bit because later on in the game, it does become important. Big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you basically, it starts off with reading this book, mm -hmm. right? And I, I gotta be honest, that fairy tale sounds really familiar to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't think this was just a soul creation for this game. Yeah. I think this is an actual fairy tale. Because it's basically about a little girl who goes berry picking in the forest with her mom and then wanders away from her mom and ends up getting lost in the forest. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she comes upon is basically a giant bat. And the bat goes, oh, my God, are you thirsty, my child? And she says, yes, I'm, I'm incredibly thirsty. I'm, I'm lost. I'm thirsty. I don't know what. And it goes, okay, well, here. And it takes a nip from its wing and offers her its blood for her to drink. And she's like, oh, this is incredibly gracious. And she takes it and then continues on through the forest. And the next thing she comes upon is a weaver. And the weaver's like, oh, my God, are you cold, my child? And it, she's like, yes. And so he takes a weaves the fog together to create this really warm dress and offers it to her. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Moves on and she finds a boat. And she hops in the boat to cross this great span of water. And while she's crossing, she gets incredibly hungry. And, like, the king of fish show up and go, oh, my God, are you hungry? And she's like, yeah. And so he gives her a scale from his body and says, eat your fill. And she eats. And they're like, ah, oh, thanks so much. And it reaches the other side in which she gets out and starts wandering, continue further, and comes upon this castle. And as she stands in front of the castle this mechanical horse rides across the drawbridge to her and in the center of its head is this gear and he's very friendly and everything and she thinks that he's offering the gear so she takes it and the horse gets super pissed mm -hmm. off and starts like 
ram you know trotting around her and everything like that and then all of a sudden the queen of all of these creations show up and go you have taken too much mm-hmm. um and like it ends the little story and like the story is creepy as fuck i gotta be honest i found the story creepy as fuck and even you you play again you play ethan winters and he's like why are we reading this to our child because you find you your wife have had a baby and she's reading this story to the baby and she's like oh well it's a local local fairy tale (coughs) i swear i've heard this fairy tale before (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. I I can't I can't remember if it's in like another movie, if it's an actual fairy tale. What I really haven't done a whole lot of research into it, um, because yeah, I've got other shit going on in my life. But I just, yeah, I I. It sounds so familiar, but she talks about how it's a local story, but the kid's asleep, and she, you're, you ask you to take her upstairs. Right. So you mm-hmm. walk her upstairs and you kind of get this feel that you're you're in a completely different place. And you basically find out that after Chris saved you, he trained you on how to be a soldier, basically, and protect yourself and gave you like spec ops combat abilities. Right. Like that's kind of what I got from the whole little description and then moved you to Europe. Yeah, that was I, I got to be honest, like the biggest fault of the storyline to me, because it didn't make sense. Mm. Why would you train me to fight bio mutants and all this other shit and then just release me in Europe? Mm. Like, does that make sense to you? Uh, I, no, I, was, that, but like. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you go back downstairs and you talk to her and you, you guys are having some issues because you can tell she's like different. There's something going on with her and you think that the effects of Louisiana are still getting to her. And she swears to you that she's perfectly fine and she cooked this food that's a local recipe <laughs> and bought this local wine and she goes to set it down on the table and then she gets shot. Dude, I uh, that blew me away. <laughs> And I'm no like, pun intended. no, I'm serious. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and she just stood there. And then she gets lit up. Mm-hmm. Like you immediately hit the ground and you tell her get down. And she doesn't, she's just like standing there in shock. And then it's literally your whole house just erupts yeah. in gunfire through all the fucking windows. And they are just going after her. And she falls down and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she's she's dead. And Mm. you're like, holy fuck. And so, like, then you're like, oh, my God, our baby. So you jump up, go to run upstairs and get knocked the fuck out. (laughs) And you wake up to find Chris taking your child Mm -hmm. and you and you. Yeah. And he knocks you out. And then, of course, this is a common, like, to me, it's a, it's kind of a common, like, horror game trope, right? Yeah. You wake up, and the van that you had been loaded into has all of a sudden been attacked and turned over, and everybody else in the van is dead. And you're the only one alive. <laughs> yeah, first problem with the game. I mean, aside from the whole 
Chris teaching Ethan kind of sort of. It, it's whatever. weird. But anyway, it's weird. I'm like sorry. you wake up, you're you're next to an overturned van. There are two dead guys next to you. Do you a secure all the clothing from the dead people, secure the van and use it as a makeout shelter and then try to find a way to contact somebody? Or do you B stumble off into the dark in the middle of a bunch of snow B. in the middle Absolutely of night? Absolutely B. I always choose B. Okay. I never search for weapons, yeah. which I always wondered what the fuck happened to their weapons, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't try and search for flashlights. I just go, I have to keep moving because I have to find my daughter, which I, I think is the honest, valid thing here, right? Like, he knows he got loaded into the same van as his daughter. When he woke up, his daughter is nowhere to be found, right? Mm-hmm. So as a parent, would you try to make a makeshift shelter and stay there? Or would you try to find your daughter? <clears throat> Which I don't think they made very clear, but I think that's what the intent was. No. You were supposed to be going off into the woods to try and find your daughter and see if there was anybody else who survived the accident that thought maybe you were dead and they had them somewhere else. Right. But at the same time, right, you know that Chris picked you up. There's got to be like a convoy or something that was transporting everybody. It's the middle of the night in the middle of the snowstorm. You're not equipped. But this is this is where I say it's a trope. Yeah. Because did you ever look around? Uh, not much. Honestly, it kind of looks like, and I, this is my only thought process, is it, like you were pushed off the road mm. and tumbled down the side of a mountain. Because there's no road going forward. There's no road going back. There, like, there's no road in sight. Yeah. So you had to have like tumbled down the hill. Mm-hmm. But you look where you would have potential tumbled down the hill. And the trees are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like... These are some strong ass trees because mm. like I but that's the thing. That's that's where it's you don't know how you got there or what's going on. Yeah. You were unconscious at the time. Now, a phone rings and you answer it and the guy's like, what the fuck's going on? And you're like, ha this isn't any of your guys. And you hang up and like toss the phone. And I'm like, well, that was dumb. Yeah. So like there are dumb things. Yes. And and I, without giving any spoilers just yet. I was not in the same mindset as Ethan. I'll put it that way. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll circle back to it, right? Okay. But keep in mind, keep in mind Ethan's mindset, right? Chris comes, kills his wife, kidnaps him and his daughter, and he wakes up in a van, and a couple of guys are dead, and the daughter is gone. Yeah. Ethan's natural thought process is that they've absconded with his daughter. Yeah. I'm not thinking like Ethan. I'm thinking something else. Okay. So my brain says, stay in the van and try to wait until morning and figure something out. Yeah. But again, video games got a video game. Video right? games got a video game. So, and, and really, like, it starts trying to build this horror aspect. Mm-hmm. You start walking through the woods and you find, like, a pile of dead crows and everything around. And then you, you like, you keep walking. You see this little bit of a cabin and you see, like, this partial creature-ish thing like just barely keep out of like in front of you as it runs runs just shortly outside of the light Mm because you do find like a flashlight or whatever and hook it up to you yeah and uh runs out of the light and then disappears and you enter into this cabin 
and you kind of like look through the cabin and you're like this shit is weird it's 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 the standard resident evil like dirty ass fucking cabin mm-hmm. and you go downstairs in it and you you hear this noise and i again i don't know the mindset behind this but you have to open up this other curio cabinet which you find this fucking like little rat you know mouse thing kind of like squeaking around in it and then runs off and then you hear this fucking calamity upstairs <laughs> so what do you do you go back upstairs <laughs> And as you get close, one of the other armoires and everything has been overturned. So you got to get down on the ground and crawl through it, which you realize the ground is soaked in blood. Mm. And there is a big ass hole in the wall where there was not one before. So you go through the hole in the wall because why not? Because yeah. <laughs> um, you're looking for your daughter. Yeah. Well, in which you come across and I got to say, I think it was. It was a beautiful scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like as you walk over that hill, daylight starts to crest and you see this village with this magnificent castle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, for being a horror game, that is a gorgeous view. Oh, I was like, I'm so excited to spend the next like 10 to 12 hours in that castle. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. It, it looks amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I give credit where credit is due and it looked really pretty. Yeah. And so like you then like drop down in the village and of course you can tell, well, this village has gone tits up. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrible. So you're, you're wandering around, you're trying to, you're hearing things in the distance and all this other shit and you wander into this house and you you like hear something behind the curtain so you like grab the curtain and rip it open and this guy comes like fucking out with a shotgun he actually shoots at you and you like dodge it Mm -hmm. um and you're like whoa 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 what the fuck dude hold on and he's like well you're not like the rest of them here take this gun and he gives you a little pistol and he's like, you hear something on the roof, and he's like all freaking out on the story above him. And then all of a sudden, this fucking claw just bursts through the floor, grabs him by the head, and rips him through the roof. Uh, I was like, oh, they're channeling aliens. <laughs> that was exactly it. And you like end up falling through the floor. Oh, and by the way, the blood effects at that part, that point, were terrible in my opinion. Awful. It looked like sludge, not blood. But I digress. Yeah, it, like so to a certain extent, like. I, if you're fighting something that is undead, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, your heart has stopped, mm-hmm. which means your blood has congealed. Mm-hmm. So your blood would be sludgish. Wasn't that the blood of the old man? But that's what they did. They didn't take the time to like <laughs> switch out the different bloods for the different things, or they didn't care, or they didn't care. Because yeah, it's the same blood effect. It just for. Yeah everything yeah it does not look good lycanthropes aren't undead yeah same blood effect yeah um vampires are same blood effect so yeah they kind of it's cheaper yeah i think is more of what it is like and you gotta understand to a certain extent they gotta they gotta save some money yeah and like i said i knew they're there to profit i knew full well i was going into this game planning on nitpicking it and i'm just pointing out all these little things that i'm like that could have been tightened up that could have been done a little bit better well and i will tell you like i i went into it going okay let's see what they can do Mm -hmm. and like everything so like this next part was a little yeah weird to me Mm -hmm. right Cause you get like ripped through the floor and you end up in this like crawl space with like 
basically the entire village worth of dead bodies around you. Yeah. And you're crawling around and you see this creature, humanish creature, um, munching away on one of the corpses in front of you. And as you go to like crawl towards it, another one like jumps on your side and you hold up your hand and he bites off your ring finger pinky side hand type deal. Mm-hmm. So all you have left is really your ring finger and like up to like that first knuckle, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you fight him off and everything and you get the fuck out of there and then like you bandage up your hand mm. and you just keep on trucking. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, no, I love my daughter. That fucking hurt. <laughs> like, I don't know how you are. Keep on trucking. <sighs> Clue number two that I was like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm. Something's off here. So, something, yeah, something, something weird's going on. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. where I was like too, because I'm like, no, that's that's not right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like then you get out and you you get into this other area and you like board yourself up in this little house and then lycanthropes start attacking you. Yeah, and you fend yourself off, and then you like they stop attacking and you like come out of the house and they're all like perched up on roofs and shit like fucking gargoyles yeah and this is another one of my gripes the game goes from stay here and defend the area to you have to run away from all the monsters and it never tells you which one it wants you to do nope it's like i'm well i'm stuck in this room do i have to just wait this out or do i have to try to figure out a way to get out of here oh well now i died because i didn't know what i was supposed to be doing okay i'm gonna stand here i'm gonna i'm gonna start killing all these enemies all right i'm killing all these enemies and more enemies are coming um when does it okay well now i'm dead so do i need to run through this part that's incredibly infuriating see and i ran yeah like my natural instinct was like i have limited ammo there are way more enemies than i have ammo for because it was taking me about six to seven shots to kill one of them Mm -hmm. um and because i i'll be honest normally i start on super hard difficulty i tried (laughs) yeah Up until that first little, like, ah, fend yourself from these guys. And when I wasted my entire clip on the first one, I went, oh, yeah, this is not. (laughs) This is not the game to do this. You can't can't jump in and play this game on the Village of Shadows difficulty. Like, nope, I went down to normal difficulty, and I played through it on that one first. Because you can't, like... This is one of those games where ammo is incredibly important and you try to reserve it as best you can. Headshots are that really kind of like the only shots you want to get really good at taking. Mm-hmm. You know, you can panic shoot the body if they get too close, but really you want to try and stick to headshots. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then I had to like restart, go through that whole first part again and get there and be like, okay, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm good now. <laughs> I got this. All right. Let's do this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you try to sneak around and that's what I did. I mm. tried to sneak around because I noticed like the house right next to me, there was like three of them on the roof. There was like three of them in the river. There was two of them up on this other house on top of this hill. And I went, yeah, I don't have enough fucking ammo. For this. <laughs> so am I supposed to like try and sneak by? So like I crouched and I'm like slowly like sneaking around and 
one of them saw me and I went, oh shit. <laughs> and I jumped up, went into a full sprint, ran up the fucking stairs of this other house onto the little like a uh, uh, porch. Yeah. Round around, grabbed it. Fucking you could use like bookshelves and shit like mm-hmm. that to block doorways and everything. So yeah, I grabbed that and fucking pulled it over to block the doorway and fucking ran out of that, dropped down this hole, ran underneath that, popped out. And there was this big motherfucker with a hammer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah yeah well that was a short game (laughs) okay and luckily i had like bought myself enough time by like you know fighting off some of them and everything like that that he went to go swing at me and i was like it's over (laughs) i'm dead (laughs) and then all of a sudden this cutscene happens yeah where and i hate i wish they would have incorporated it somewhere else but in this cutscene you see a couple of these lycanthropes werewolves let's just call them that Mm -hmm. um come riding in on horses with like people on pitchforks or pikes and shit like that and then these church bell rings and they all leave Mm -hmm. and i went this is fucking resident evil 4 yeah because in resident evil 4 the same thing happens Mm -hmm. you show up you get attacked by one strange old man you fight him off you wander deeper into the village and then all of a sudden it's just enemy after enemy and you have to fend them off for so long. And then all of a sudden this church bell rings mm-hmm. and they all turn to the church, walk in to the church, close and lock the door behind them and it's over. <laughs> and that's what this was. Yeah. It, I'm like, it's the exact same. <laughs> okay. Are they trying to get to something with that? Like, is it, is this going to be like another plague thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure it out because I'm like, this isn't what. <laughs> so like you wander around and you meet this old lady and she's fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Like full blown batshit fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like I'm I'm going into houses because like they did incorporate something into the map that I really liked. Uh, if you hadn't explored a house, it didn't get highlighted any color. If you explored it, but you didn't get everything out of it, it was what yellow, red, red. And if you did get everything out of it, it was green, blue, blue. Fuck me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just colorblind. Maybe. Um, I just couldn't remember the colors to be honest. Whatever. But yeah, like and so like I would keep checking the map. Yeah as I'm in it and I'm like, Oh, I haven't found everything. Where the fuck is the last thing? And it would also, it was also nice. Like if you were exploring and you found a cabinet that was locked and you needed a lock pick, it would also mark that. Yeah. That is, this is locked or like the gates that needed keys. Specific it would tell keys. you yeah. this needs a key and what specific key it was mm. and, and stuff like that. So it started marking all these things. The unborn baby with six wings key. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, dude, the key was, mm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. No. Um, but like it also marked like animal locations, mm-hmm. um, other hidden like little things, but it didn't mark everything. No, like like the wells, it would have it would mark yeah. the wells, the wells, um, the the like the the that one drawbridge it yeah. marked that kind of stuff it, where you needed a specific item in order to access and you know use that. It marked the location, which was really nice because then once you got the item, you referred to your map and went, okay, I need to go here, 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 here to go and hit all of these places. Mm. So I liked that. Um, But yeah, so then you like, 
you come upon this little shrine <laughs> and it's got a little wooden goat in it <laughs> and it says what uh do not dare disrupt this shrine unless um seek the wrath of mother Miranda or Miranda something, yeah. or something like that. I shot that fucking goat. <laughs> and my wife went, well, that was no hesitation. And I was like, yeah. And I got a little achievement for it and everything. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I asked you and you were like, I said, no, I'm, I am playing this like a smart person because Ethan is not a smart person. So hmm, I have a sign that says, don't destroy the goat things. Otherwise the big, bad, bad lady of the area will kill you. All right, I'm going to leave your goats alone, lady. I don't care. I don't need that achievement. I don't need it that bad. <laughs> fuck your goats. Yeah, you, you fucking, yeah, exactly. Fuck your goats. They're all yours. I'm happy. I'm happy to leave it alone. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm 100% sure nothing bad would have even happened. But I'm still in the mindset of like, I don't want that. Don't put that. Don't put that juju, juju on me. On me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't. I don't do this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like then you continue wandering, you come upon a church, mm -hmm. you go into the church, it tells you like, hey, here's this little circle that you need to unlock this fucking door. You know, again, a classic little trope of the Resident Evil things of collect these items to unlock these doors. Technically, I believe it is Metroidvania because it is the same thing of here are three doors, two of which are locked. One is open. Follow the open door path until, until you, get you get the, the stuff to unlock, to unlock the, the second door. door. Follow then, that one to get the one for the it third is, door. It is. It is. It is very Metrovania mm -hmm. in the style of all the way it flows and goes through and yeah. everything like that. Um, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just like. Oh, you do. I know what I know what this is at this point. Yeah. And then. You kind of exit there and you go into like the this, I would say it's like a little farm hayfield type deal. Mm -hmm. And you wander through that and there's a couple of lycanthropes still hanging out in that. Yeah. That which part, you can avoid. I was going to say that part startled me because I like cut through and I heard them and I'm like, I don't know where they are. And I got out right when you get to the house with the old guy and the girl. Yeah. And I was like, I still hear them. And I turned around and they were both coming out of the field at me. And I was like, ah, <laughs> like, no, yeah, like that was like, that was a jump scare that I was like, all right. Yeah. I give you guys a little props for that because it was pretty good. It, like that was like, that was a good one so, that I set myself up for. So I ran into the asshole one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like walking through and I'm like, oh fuck, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? And then like, <laughs> boom, there he is over a corpse eat. And I was like, oh shit. And I tried to like back up slowly <laughs> and he like popped up, looked around a little bit, turned right at me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just shot him in the face a bunch. I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. And then like, even though I shot the first one, mm -hmm. the second one didn't come at me. Oh. So I was actually able to use the first one to kind of like work my way up. And then you hit the gate mm. of this mansion and it's locked. And you hear this other little thing from this little shed and you go in there and it's an old man and his daughter and the old man's hurt. And I knew like right away, I'm like, shoot him. Agent. Yeah. And I tried to, ah. and the game doesn't let you No. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> um, but like they talk about how like the gates locked, but we got to get in there and da, 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 da. So you like climb over this wall and unlock the gate and escort them in and then get into the mansion. And it does this whole big cutscene where there are survivors left in the village and they're talking about why has mother Miranda abandoned us? 
Like she has always protected us. And now she is just full fledged abandoned us. And these creatures of the night are just like fucking us up. Right. Mm -hmm. And the drunk guy is just like, well, you invited a stranger into here and like, fuck him. And I I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. No fire. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and of course, that same time the old man's going oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna start turning into a werewolf yeah it's and like and it, it's just it's just such a like a trope of like it's a trope upon a trope upon a trope yeah. upon a trope and i'm just like sitting here like i love it <laughs> i do because it, it's I'm like it's it's a little predictable yeah oh but it no, doesn't it is, it is very predictable it doesn't stay that way okay I don't watch a whole lot of horror, so maybe it did, but for me, it didn't. Which is fine. It didn't Which stay that way. Yeah. Um, like, the, yes, could I predict certain things based off of certain movies that I've seen and stuff like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was still fun. Um, so like, yeah, you, like the old man starts turning, and you shoot him, and the house is on fire, and you're trying to save the girl, and <laughs> like, I I knew right away, I'm like, she's gonna die. Um. <laughs> You find the keys to this truck, and you're like, we're going to drive this truck through this brick wall out of here. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. One, did you ever look around? Uh, just, How did they get the truck in there? Because uh, there was no door. They built it in there. They built it in there. Yeah, they built it's, it in. It's fucking... Yeah. It's fucking um, they brought it in piece by piece. They were going to turn it into a bed. What's his boat? They wanted a real car bed. NCIS. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's his boat. Yeah. How does he get uh, it out of here? Mark Harmon. I know the actor's name. Yeah, Mark. I, for, I forget his name in the show. Yeah, but like somebody listening is like, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, that we can't remember right yeah. now. But yeah, so like you find the keys, you find this screwdriver, which you need to get the other little part and the little cabinet that's right outside of that, and you fucking try and drive the truck out, and the truck doesn't go through the wall. Weird. So you end up crawling out through the window and you're like walking along and the dad's like, no, don't leave me. (laughs) And she's like, I can't leave him. I have to stay here. And you're like, no, you're going to fucking burn to death. (laughs) Go on, save your family. Yeah. And then falls into the fire. Why can't Uh, I save anybody in my life? I'm like, wow, Ethan. Wow. Don't, don't be that bitch. Yeah. Don't, don't be that bitch. No, <laughs> but you escape mm-hmm. and you jump out and you get the second part and you go back to the little stone door and you put the little parts in it and it opens up and you're like, yes, I'm going to the castle mm-hmm. and you walk in and you go to the elevator and then you get a fucking attacked. Um, what was his name? He- Heisenberg Heisenberg. That's it. Yeah. You don't know his name when you first meet him. No. But he, he has the ability to control metal. And he, uh, like, starts flinging just random pieces of metal at you. You take a tremendous amount of damage. Like, <laughs> any other mortal man, like, I remember there was, like, a plate that's, like, halfway embedded in your chest. <laughs> And he's talking about how, like, Mother Miranda's really interested in you, and I don't know why. Ha ha, my cigar. (laughs) And, like, you pass out, and you wake up, and you see Heisenberg, this, like, fucking toad thing Mm -hmm. with a crown on its head. Mm -hmm. 
um, a behemoth. Uh, and I mean behemoth because giant does not describe this woman. Um, she, she's, she is the one all the memes are about. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's curvy. <laughs> um, and obnoxious. And obnoxious. And uh, like a creepy marionette doll. That one I liked. Yeah. That one. That one was creepy. And they're all like arguing. Mm-hmm. about what to do with Ethan and you see this woman in the background and if you paid attention throughout the rest of it you've seen other like pictures have her little depiction on it and everything like that and it's this woman with like six raven wings shooting out of her back and she's her face is veiled and everything like that and they call her mother Miranda and they're, they're her children you kind of gather this all from the argument and Heisenberg goes give him to me and I'll put on this great show and everybody will love it and so he basically tells you, okay, run, little piggy. Mm-hmm. And the werewolves start attacking. And you start fucking running. Yep. <clears throat> and, um, which led to another one of my problems. Hmm. You never make it back to that room. You have no idea where that room is. No, true. And none of the other sequences are you back in that room. I don't think so, yeah. And I'm kind of like, I want to know where that room is. <laughs> That's pretty terrible of me, but I like, I'm curious. And so like, you run away and the werewolves are kind of trying to come after you. And then you get, end up getting involved in this big fucking machine, which I died to. Oh, me too. Yeah. Dude, Cause th- I didn't know what to do. It is not clear about where you're supposed to stand with that thing. Yeah. And you, there's basically like a little cubby <laughs> in the wall. That's hard to tell. And you go and you stand in it. And then it starts slowing down and you like turn your hands and it cuts through your handcuffs, which I'm like, no, no. Um, <laughs> Anybody who has ever worked with a sander knows that the second you touch that, it's it's going to try to take it with it, especially because this thing is basically just rollers with spikes on it. Yeah. Like there's no real way you'd be able to do that. Like the spike would probably catch the handcuff and pull you into it and you'd die. Oh, oh you'd die. You'd be hamburger meat. Yeah. Like he makes a joke about <laughs> And it like it ends up breaking and you're able to crawl underneath it and to your to your freedom. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, fuck. Um, so you you kind of crawl out and you're back in the same room where Heisenberg first kind of like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and you're like, all right. So can I use the elevator now? Because you can't go out the other way. That door's locked. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to use the elevator and you make it up into the castle. And I'm like, yes. Finally, this is where I wanted to be. This is like, this is awesome. Yeah. Now, now we are playing the game. Yeah. And so like you approach the castle because you have that vineyard that you still have to walk through. Yeah. Cause you have to go meet the Duke first. Yeah. And then and you actually you meet go the into the Duke, castle proper. The Duke reminded me of the vendor from Resident Evil 4. He even says his line. Yep. <laughs> I had a friend once who, who used to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he would say afterwards. And I'm like, that's awesome. I th- I did think that was a pretty fun little nod back. Yeah. But th- I was like, this is Resident Evil 4. Mm. It is. They, yeah. They basically like updated the graphics, put in a new storyline, but the game mechanics are all Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. This is the place where you can sell any excess things that you have. 
you have a limited amount of inventory, so you want to buy the bigger suitcases, briefcases, mm -hmm. to up your inventory space. You upgrade your weapons. You buy new weapons. It has the valuables, some of which can yep. be combined with other valuables to make them even more valuable. Yeah, which is, it's always good to look at. At least this one tells you, like, this is combinable. Dude, that saved my butt on something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it saved mine a couple of times. Yeah. Because I was like... Well, the, there's a couple of these different types of statues, and I'm not finding them all, but maybe they're combinable, so I, like, held on to them. Mm -hmm. And then I finally came across the first first item that was like, this is combinable. And I was like, oh, it tells you, sell these fucking statues. I need the money. I gotta <laughs> upgrade this fucking shotgun. Um, but, yeah, he's like, and he tells you, like, I've been waiting for you. Everybody knows about you, Ethan. We... I, I know you would show up, and here's how to save your daughter. She's right in there, right inside the castle. Just go in and get her. And you're kind of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Lady De, uh, Demetrice? Dem no idea. Demetrescu? Uh, yeah. I, I don't think they say the coup, though. It's like Demetrice. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I just call her Vampire Lady. She is the Vampire Lady. Mm -hmm. And... Like, so you, you start going around and you're, you're searching. And then all of a sudden her daughters who like are swarms of bugs, yeah. they're, they're bot flies, yeah. um, swarm, capture you, drag you into this room where they put these hooks through your hands and then lift you up to dangle. Mm -hmm. And she like takes a sip of your blood and like, oh, he's stale. And then they leave. Clue number three. <laughs> yeah. Because you then rip your hands through this mm -hmm. wander over to a medicine bottle which you then just soak your hands in and you're <laughs> dump it on you yeah and you're you're good yeah because there's, there's not even marks but it didn't grow back my fucking finger and pinky mm. oh. <laughs> it's true fucking heals the wounds but didn't grow back my finger and pinky i can't remember at this point had your hand already been cut off or does that come later that comes later okay which is clue number four yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because you then, like, escape the room and you realize, like, you've got to you, you go through a series of puzzles throughout this thing. And yeah. you're kind of like you come upon one of the daughters and, like, there's hints throughout the house of what's going on. You find out that a vampire lady um, was gifted these daughters by Mother Miranda and um, that they do not do well in extreme temperatures mm -hmm. cold especially mm -hmm. so like you come across one of them and you end up shooting a window behind her and the cold kind of damages her so that like i went yep shoot that fucking window yeah. boom <laughs> and then you just light her up yeah and you just keep you unload everything you have and she turns into this white like white crusty like a statue and statue then and then crumbles, crumbles. away and gives you like this valuable crystal of mm. her bust. Not her legit bust. Actually, it is. Was it? Yeah. If you look, look, it's only her torso. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I think it does say torso on it. Oh, see, I was not and paying attention. Even um, Lady Demetrice, mm -hmm. it's her torso because when you sell it to Duke, he talks about her waistline. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally went over my head. Was not yeah. paying attention at those yeah. points. Yeah. And so, like, you're like, oh, cool. Well, Vampire Lady can feel when her daughters die. Mm -hmm. So then she gets super pissed. 
and you end up in like the basement yeah catacombs yeah. wine storage cellar yeah area. yeah the dungeon because like the family's basically known for producing amazing wine mm-hmm. and of course you come across their most prestigious vintage which you're i'm pretty sure it's blood yeah it, it's straight up blood it's the only thing i can think of yep um you pull it out of a vat of blood so mm-hmm. it's it's blood um chilled blood mm-hmm yeah, talk about congealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so she, this is when she cuts off your hand because you have to pull down this lever to open up a gate. And as you reach and start pulling down the lever, she, like, her fingers can elongate into, like, really sharp claws. I think it's her nails. I don't know because she's wearing the black gloves, so they. I remember, I remember getting a piece of paper, and I th- I'm like ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that it was like she has this uncanny ability to to ex- to grow her nails super long and retract them super quickly, like from a side effect of being a vampire. Yeah, but again, I mean, I could be wrong. But, no, you're. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, you're right. It's it her doesn't nails. Matter. But she slices through your arm. Yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna. She's like, I'm gonna kill you, Ethan Winters, for killing my daughter and doing all this shit and blah 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 blah. Blah 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 blah, and then she starts walking at you slowly. Yeah. And you're like, "Run, bitch!" <laughs> and of course, you go and grab your hand off the lever, put it in your pocket, finish pulling the lever down, run away from her because in the whole the whole time you're trying to find like these four masks mm-hmm. along with your daughter to get the fuck out of this castle, right? You find the mask, you take it, this little pedestal starts rolling up, and she's like, I'll get you! And I'm like, wow, that wasn't, like, cliche villain. (laughs) And your little dog, too. Yeah. And then you take some of that magical medicine, Mm -hmm. dump it on your nub, Mm -hmm. dump it on the nub of the hand, and then just, like, (laughs) stick it back on, and magically, magically, instantaneously, not only does it repair your shirt, your jacket, and your hand... (laughs) But you can start wiggling your fingers. I was going to say, I was like, I know that. Okay, so sure. Magic liquid to heal all wounds. How does it fix your shirt? How and does jacket. it fix your jacket? And like, the, did you notice the seam stays there the whole time? The rest of the game, you have that little line around Just your. Just I'm like, really? And I'm like, okay. That, that, but again, clue number four. There's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's something wrong here. And so, like, you finish. You you find the other two daughters. You kill them. You're hiding from Lady Vampire the whole time while you're doing it. You're collecting the rest of the three masks. Well, because those are the moments of horror is when you're walking around that castle and you open a door and you see her. And it's Or like, you approach a door and it flies open because she's tall. So yes. she actually has to, like, crouch down yeah. to walk through the door. Yeah. And you fire at her. And, like, even if you fire at her head... She just stops for a second, adjusts her hat, and then keeps walking. At yeah, you. like that's where the tension comes from yeah. is knowing that she's out there. Anywhere. Anywhere. And you have to go and be in this space with her. Like that to me is way more. Do you know how many times I hid in Duke's room? Oh, probably not as much as me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime I saw her, I was like, bye bye. And if I was anywhere near here, him, I was right in there and I'd right be like, into his room. we're going to hang out for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did like, so you, there's a uh, labyrinth puzzles mm-hmm. is what they call them, but it's, you're rolling a ball around this puzzle that you can manipulate on all of its accesses 
to move into a certain position. And you do that and it unlocks skeletons of onyx, ruby, emerald. Yeah, they're yeah. just like little prizes. And they're, like they're real like there are real world puzzle boxes that do yeah. this. I just don't remember what they're called. I don't either. But yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I really liked that because it was, it was an additional thing and yeah. it got me a little bit more money, which you desperately need because yeah. upgrading your weapons mm. is vital. Yes. Because the enemies do get tougher. <laughs> yeah. And they take more to go bye bye. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like you do all of that, you get the masks, you put them in, you run through the door, you climb this tower. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, so no, you find your way. There is you find your way into Lady Um Vampire, yeah, vampire. Lady, Lady's room. And you see a bassinet and you check the bassinet and your daughter's not there. And you're like, what the fuck? And she makes a joke about, oh, you're searching for your baby. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, not anymore. <laughs> and you run the fuck away from her. Right. Mm-hmm. So as you climb the tower, she basically shows up again. And this time she mutates into like a dragon this weird yeah white dragon thing with a lady in the like for a body face and then again and stuff resident evil four ish yeah because the final boss of resident evil four turns into this thing where like his body's dangling down and outside of his mouth these four legs uh, come out with eyeballs all over him and you gotta <laughs> shoot the eyeball and then there's one big eyeball that's on top that's kind of like watching you. So you shoot the eyeballs on the legs to then run up to him and stab the eyeball, the big eyeball with a knife. <laughs> nice. But that's what it kind of reminded me of because here's this little body. There's also another enemy in Resident Evil 4 that transforms and it's like this little half pint of a dude. Mm-hmm. And his torso is like on top of the flower type deal. Okay. And yeah, like the, the little petals come around to protect him every once in a while and shit like that. But like, it was like that Yeah. where you want to do the most damage. You shoot her, right. the torso. Yeah. And it like occasionally will like take off and start doing things in the distance. And you just fucking take out your sniper rifle, which you have at that point and like bink, bink. <laughs> well, and, and they're really nice. There was a couple of like parapets that you can hide in from her. She's running around and stuff. So oh, I never hid. I never hid. You just need to stay a- ahead of her mm-hmm. enough to be around the next corner and like kind of peek around the corner and be like, and as she gets closer, you just run to the next corner and I did that. But in the parapets yeah, and these little cul-de-sac things, because eventually she actually starts taking them out. Like I was in one, she flew through it and it broke. Yep. So I was like, that's like, 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 that's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm at this point, I'm surprised that I'm already fighting her because I was not anticipating it. I was not anticipating the game to go the way that it did. No, I was expecting like I was, <laughs> I was expecting like her to be the main, like nope. the second to main bad guy. Yeah. See, I didn't expect that at all because they showed her a lot. Yeah. Like in the trailer, like she was going to run around the castle while I was doing stuff. And like, you'd go down to the moat area and the really gross guy would be there. You would go to like the doll, the children, the bedroom section wing of the castle. And there's the like, so you thought lady. it was all like seriously like Castlevania. No, legit. I thought the entire thing was going to take place in the village in the castle. I did not anticipate the other areas. Okay. Which I did. Which was like I did because sad. when they when they gave the map and you had so much excess around it, uh, yeah, I, I was, it was like, weird. there's gonna be multiple areas. Yeah. And it's gonna match the story. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. If you want to get to there, I knew that yeah. at that story, I was like 
four bad guys with like a queen mother mm-hmm. and you know i already know that one of the ladies is a vampire mm-hmm. so which matches the bat which matches the bat so i'm guessing that this is just this is a story that that parallels to the actual game story and the second i'm like oh look puppeteer lady strings gross fish guy fish, fish. guy Me- who control metal mechanical guy horse and yep. then big mother queen yep so yeah uh, yeah no but i was I, expecting it all to be in in I, the castle setting yeah because i didn't know anything else and i kind of wished it would have me too and, to a certain point because that castle was pretty cool yeah but i am glad because i do like some of the other areas mm, I, I i will admit right the puppeteer lady was my favorite <sighs> that i liked that house that that, was fun. that one truly creeps me out yeah, because like you you finish fighting her and then she like grabs you and you fly to a different tower and you fight her there and as you're like tumbling through the tower because you've defeated her mm-hmm. and everything you fall into this room and you see this like pedestal rise up out of the ground as she's dying and there's like this little gold canister mm-hmm. and you pick up her bust and you go over and you pick up the canister and the door unlocks and you walk out of it and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you make your way back to this like centralized area where Duke is sitting. And you're like, what the fuck, Duke? You told me. And he's like, but you did. You have her right there. Mm. Or part of her. <laughs> Chubby fucker. <laughs> and you like wipe off the label and it it says your daughter's name, Rose. Rosemary. Rosemary and head. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, well, you need to go. He's like, you need to go to the other people and get their canisters and do this and do this. And and then I'll show you the ritual to put her all together. You see? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so you're like, okay. And it does. It does. It's the Metrovania where it says, okay, well, this is the next one you're going to fight. The Mm. next one being the creepy doll lady. Yeah. I am. I don't like dolls. Okay. And so, like, this area really... Really got to you? Oh, God. I do not like it. Like, you you enter the area, and there are, like, marionette dolls. Not No, not, like, porcelain dolls. Porcelain dolls, dolls yeah. Hanging from the trees. And I'm talking, like, hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. They're scattered around the ground. There's gravestones, and they're all over the gravestones. And I'm like, no. No, I don't like this. Honey, you play through this part. She's like, ah, no. I was like, but I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you like kind of come to this little door and it says to input a memory. And so you have a picture of your wife and daughter. So you slide that through the little mail slot and the door unlocks and you open it up and you're like, what the fuck? And, you know, of course, it's gone and everything. You hit this elevator, you ride it up. And you start walking through and like there's your wife holding your daughter and she's like spouting off some stuff about like save us. You're like, well, no, come back. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you already saw what you fucking came across, dude. Women popping out of fucking bot flies yeah. and on the fucking 90 foot vampire lady. Yeah. Like Ethan is an idiot. Oh, God, he's dumb. <laughs> he is so fucking dumb. And so, yeah, like you, you advance through and you come into her house and like, you don't know what really the fuck to do when you end up going downstairs and 
you end up in this room where there's that the original doll that you saw and it like wakes up and it's like ha ah, fucker mm-hmm. welcome and then it all goes black and i'm like nope i'm out <laughs> literally i dropped the controller and i walked out of the room nice and my wife had to tell me like it's over and i was like <laughs> okay awesome like it, dude w- when it went black i was like no mm, no i'm not playing this fucking game and of course you wake up you have no weapons yeah you have nothing and there is a life-size wooden doll of your wife mm-hmm. and you've got to like pop off limbs and all this shit for your the keys and everything like that and you're trying to escape this area and you kind of break out of it and as you go towards the elevator this fucking <sighs> this was the most disturbing thing in this game to me same same <laughs> and all i did it was is... i just all i said was all right that's gross like that is the most it disturbing is gross thing. it's just gross because like you see this <laughs> it's an umbilical cord <laughs> on the ground with like a trail of blood underneath it and you follow it and you hear a baby crying mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this like I, I there's no way the baby could hide in that little corner, Duh. by the way. Yeah. Like it no. No. It's too big. Yeah. And it's this grotesque fetus sixty foot baby. And literally I made a joke about like, oh my god, that's why she couldn't have children. That thing crawled out of her. Ah, nice. Because she's huge and that baby was massive. I said, oh look, it's Jabba the baby. Jabba the baby. (laughs) Did the baby ever catch you? Uh, Yes, because once again, it was not very clear on how to escape it once it starts chasing you. It's pretty gross because the baby eats you. (laughs) Which made made me laugh. I didn't think it was gross. It made me laugh. I could, no, dude. That, like, it really, like, (laughs) Especially because it chases you all the way into that bedroom. And at that point, I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, like, you had two options. You could either hide in the cabinet or hide under the bed. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's not clear at that. I hid in the cabinet Mm -hmm. and then I realized, like, man, this is really ineffective because I have to wait for the baby to leave. Mm-hmm. And because of the path that you have to take, he, he's got to like go quite a ways away. Yeah. Cause there's only one path that you can take mm-hmm. next time. I'll hide under the bed. And I did. And you hide under the bed and you see the baby, like kind of, kind of crawl in front of you. And that's when you know to like back the fuck up, stand up and run. Really? Cause I hid in the cabinet. The baby came in, the baby left the room. I went out and never saw the baby again. No? Never. Oh, yeah, no. The baby chased me a while. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hid in a lot of cabinets because <laughs> the baby really freaked me out. Uh, and, like, I think I lost some some cognitive thinking abilities <laughs> during this baby scene because it, like, really freaked me out. And then, like, you get the shit for the elevator because you need a breaker to be able mm. to turn back on the power and everything. So you put the breaker in, you flip the switch, the elevator, you, like, you hit the button, the baby shows up. And I'm like, no! And I fucking run away again. And I went and I hid in the office and the baby kind of comes in. And I was like, I'm going to lure him over into this corner. So he walks around and I was like, Yank. <laughs> and then I fucking hit the button and it's slowly starting to close. I'm like, oh, fuck, this baby's going to eat me. Oh, yeah. 
That was uh, when I got to the elevator. The baby was like coming around the corner, and I yep. was like, "Hit the button faster! Yeah, hit, the hit the button faster! faster. Close, faster. close, 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 yep. close!" And yeah, of course, it, it, it's a cut scene. So like the gates are closing, the baby gets like right there, and it's fucking <laughs> screaming, and you yeah. see into its little fucking vagina mouth, <sighs> like because that's what it looked like. Like it went like from its nose all the way down to its belly button. Oh yeah, no, it was like I said. It, I was like, "Ooh, that's gross!" Like it's, that's a, it's super gross. That's a good gross job of the baby. Um. And so you make it back upstairs and like all the dolls are vibrating. Yeah. And that part really freaked me out because like then you're supposed to find the the other like the the bride doll. Petunia or whatever her name is. Yeah. And you like stab her in the head with the pair of scissors that you have because you still have no equipment. Mm hmm. And then she runs and hides again and you stab her. And if you take too long, the dolls come alive and attack you and you have to fight them off. And then you stab her in the head. And the third time you stab her, rule of three. Yeah. Third time you stab her in the head, she dies. And it like everything flashes and all the dolls have stopped vibrating. And the lady is there. And of course, if you read through the journals, you find out that she was like another baroness or countess or something like that so some royal family or high up you know prestigious aristocratic family mm -hmm. parents died mother miranda kind of took her in fucking gave her all these things but the doll petunia was made by her father and given to her as a gift so when she was like turned into a monster she basically gave her ability to this doll, which then gave her the abilities to control dolls and all this other shit. And I'm like, no, yeah. uh, no. And that's why movies like that shit scare the fuck out of me. Uh, and just for point of clarifications, the puppet's name is Angie. I honestly think Petunia would have been a little more creepy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Angie doesn't scare me. But yeah, it had been yeah. like, I'm a murderous puppeteer and this is my puppet Petunia. That yeah, is yeah, yeah, more yeah. unsettling to me. Yeah, a little bit. I agree. I don't know. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree. But from there, you then go down and you fight the fish king. Because it, it's he's a merman. He's a merman. Oh God. Zoolander? Anybody? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Just you, buddy. Yeah. Just and me. I kind of felt sorry for this guy at first. I didn't. He was gross. Yeah, but he's he ever nobody likes him because he's gross. I wanted to try to befriend him and be like, look, dude, give me the power and like, no, no, I'll leave you alone. Because he wanted to have sex with Mother Miranda. All right, look. They're not really related, so whatever. I don't care. But you know, that's that's why. Yes. Like, he would have done anything to hump her leg. Yes. And he, like, flats out says it. Yes. And it's not gross. No, it, like, ugh. Hey, what, what, a, what, a, what, what? A, He vomits acid, bro. Like, what if he got too excited? Like, blip, there went Mother Miranda's face. Uh, that's Mother, Mother Miranda could handle that, I'm guessing. If she can turn people into vampires, I think she could handle a little acid vomit. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Tell me about it. So gross. But I did, because, like, when you meet him, right, he's, like, talking on the radio, and he's like, why did nobody like me? No, no, me? he's talking to the TV. Well, that too. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, why does nobody like me? Why does everybody else get to do all the good stuff? I'm always left out. I was like, I feel bad for you. I mean, yeah, because from the puppeteer, you get the arm. Yeah. From him, you steal the leg before you even defeat him. Yeah, you and get he, it. He catches you, and he's like, Ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you back to her, and she's gonna finally have sex with me. Yeah. And I'm like, No, she ain't, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. she ain't. Unfortunately, I have to kill you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Which I, yeah, like I, again, it was very similar to a level in four, four. Where you're on a boat and you have to fight a giant fish. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a, boat. I'm on a motherfucking boat. boat. <laughs> um, 
But in this one, like you're running around to like start up windmills to generate power to drain the lake. Mm -hmm. And then you end up fighting him on the land. Yeah. And uh, and I thought that sequence was pretty cool. Like it was. It's it's kind of fun. Like you know, you've got to time it because there's like floating debris that if you're on it when he comes by, he grabs you and knocks you in the water, and then it comes back, and, back and, eats and eats you. And you know, yeah. so like that was that was a pretty fun little puzzle to do. Yeah, and then when you're fighting him, like there's little alcoves because he'll occasionally crawl on the little platforms, aim up, and like create acid rain mm -hmm. that if you're caught in it does a massive amount of damage to you so you need to like tuck into an alcove and if you tuck into the right alcove you can continue shooting him and there's also exploding barrels on the ground yeah you and everything him. to try and try and help so you've got like all of those things to really try and help like okay it Boom. just it reminded me a little too much of Lady Vampire fight because you're in like an, an enclosed area and you basically what you're doing is you're just running around. You're corners. kiting him. You're kiting yeah, him. You're, you're, yeah. All right. I was I I wasn't thinking that, but that's actually a good analogy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I was a little disappointed at that. Plus, like I said, I kind of wanted to befriend the guy, but whatever. Yeah. No, didn't <laughs> didn't want to wanted to kill him right in the face. And of course, as soon as you kill him, um, Heisenberg comes on over the the radio waves or television waves and like hey man like i i got a proposition for you i yeah. don't want to fight you i want to be your friend meet me at my place of work and uh we'll we'll go over this deal together and so like you make your way over to him and he basically says i fucking hate mother miranda and yeah. i want to destroy her and i want you to help me but we need your kid to do it because mm -hmm. your kid has like a massive untapped potential and power and all this other shit her power levels over nine thousand over nine thousand ninety thousand <laughs> and uh you're like no i'm not using my baby and you're, he's like all right well fuck you then i'm gonna do it without you anyways because i've already created this massive robot army down here that mother miranda doesn't know about oh my god and the sec so again Ethan Winters, dumbest man alive. He Heisenberg opens the thing and is like, "Hey, you monster down there, you be quiet." And I'm like, "We're going in that fucking hole." Yep. And he puts as a, soon as he did, I was and like, he, he puts a chair in front of it, and I was like, "He's gonna make us sit in the chair, and he's gonna push us into the fucking hole." And then he's like, "Sit down," and I'm like, "Ethan Winters, don't sit down." Oh look, Ethan's sitting down. You fucking muppet, <laughs> muppet. <laughs> well, he is, dude. He's he's dumb as fuck. And so he goes and he sits down. And he, uh, yeah, he's pretty dumb Yeah, because, because he basically denies it. And the guy's like, well, you don't want to know what's down in that hole. So I'm going to ask you again. You're like, no, I would rather fight that thing. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yep. I kicked the same thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, for those of you who are not here in the room with us, there is a footstool under the table that we are recording at. Yeah. And apparently we both, both kicked it. We both kicked it to mimic Heisenberg's kicked. Yep. At the same time. Because yep, we're good. We're uh, good yeah, like that. We're awesome like that. Um, But yeah, so then you have to run away from it and then you're making your way through Heisenberg's factory. Right. Where he's making like robotic undead soldier peoples. Yeah. Which you have to fight. And of <laughs> course they have a magic button. <laughs> you shoot the magic button yeah. and they explode. Oh, look, everything is either blue or black, except for this one spot that's red. Red. I'm going to shoot the red thing. The red button. Because I've played video games before. Yeah. And like, even if you didn't, you just feel the need to shoot <laughs> the red button. Uh, but, to, uh, and, but to the game's point, there is there is like a document you can pick up that's like... Shoot the red button. The, the red button is like their power core. If you shoot it, it fucks with them. Yeah. 
just in case. Yeah, because there, there's information lying all over the place and everything like that. But of course, you fight him. You fight your way through the factory and you find Chris, which we haven't talked about. But you do come across Chris with the Mermaid Village, and Chris basically is like, "What the fuck are you doing, Ethan?" Mm. Like, you need to stand the fuck down and let me handle this. And he basically explains to you that that wasn't your wife. Right. It was Mother Miranda, and she can disguise herself as whoever the fuck she wants. Mm -hmm. And that she had, and we thought that he thought that he had killed her back at your house, but clearly he didn't. And we were trying to save you and your daughter Mm -hmm. because she has an obsession with your daughter. And currently she's trying to perform the ritual to like bring your daughter back to life. Yeah. Or unlock her power or whatever. Yeah. And I called, I knew it the second, the second she was dead and Chris was like, you don't understand. Come with us. I was like, Chris has been a, is a, like a main character in yeah. the Resident Evil and he's universe. he's like a really good guy. And he's a good guy. He wouldn't just kill this without an explanation. And I understand kind of like time sensitive. I need to act now. I'll explain later. Yeah. So like the second she was dead, I was like, that was, that was, that was the bad guy. Yep. And not my real wife. Yep. I'm, I'm positive of that. Yep. I feel a little ashamed because I didn't. Oh, it's I okay. Didn't, I didn't piece that together. Because okay. I like when Chris was talking and he was like, I, I don't have time. Just come with us now and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch any of that because I was just like, what the f- what the fuck? It, what the fuck is it? What? No. <laughs> you just shot my wife. Like, they just fucking obliterated this house. They're kidnapping a baby. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still fucked up on Chris's part not to explain anything and just be like, not your real wife. We need to protect you and your baby. Get in the, go- get in the goddamn yeah. car. <laughs> I can't remember. I know I played through this a bunch of times, but I can't remember because you end up, you like, you have the head body arms and legs Mm. and you get each canister from one of them heisenberg just freely gives you yeah his canister yeah because at this point the pretty much the game was like kind of over it because the last two guys you you steal them in the very beginning before you do all the stuff with the merman guy and then heisenberg just says i give you this and now we'll talk and so you put all four of them into this little pedestal and then you move the pedestal from one area to the other which unlocks your ability to which gives you the ability to get to where Heisenberg is. So mm-hmm. it it forces you to put all four of them in this pedestal and the pedestal in this location. Yeah. And so then you get to Heisenberg's area and yeah, like you find Chris again and Chris is like for the last time Ethan, you need to stand the fuck down. But I'm I I built this machine for you to go fight Heisenberg. Yeah, I have a tank. <laughs> basically it's got a fucking gatling gun on it and a cannon yeah and it can move sideways and it can move sideways i wasn't i didn't pay it's actually pretty cool oh no like i loved it i, I liked it, was it. Fun. i liked it i thought that was fun yeah but i'm like it's made all out of metal yeah and heisenberg can control metal and so no, this was a dumb fight to me because he could rip that fucking thing apart no chris said something like it's like it's there's like a polymer that prevents it from being controlled like there's like Chris, like they call that out because that okay. would that would have been a thing I would have lost like, my fucking shit about. Yeah, it. it but I, yeah, no, Chris, I, I must have missed that it, too because yeah. I'm like, hmm. no. Chris makes a comment that he can't control it because of reasons. Yeah, every <laughs> game reasons. Yeah, but Chris is like, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stop Mother Miranda. You stop Heisenberg, and then we'll we'll you know you need to stay the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. And so you take this elevator up, blast your way out. 
Heisenberg has turned into a giant mechanical monster. <laughs> like what? What? I don't really know how else to describe it. He's literally like a blob of machinery. Yeah, he just he's he's a he's a he's a, a gobot. <laughs> yeah, cyborg. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't even know. He's a robot jock. <laughs> because like you can see like tissue and muscle throughout the machinery, but he's mm. like. He's like, I'm fucking done with this, and I'm going to kill Miranda. And Chris, while you're doing this, he's going around and planting, like, C4 all throughout his factory. Yeah. So as you're, like, fighting him and you blow him up and, like, towards the end, fucking Chris um, blows up the factory and Heisenberg's like, no, that was my only chance. Now I'm going to really get you. And you fucking blow him away in the face. And you're like, yay, I won. Okay, let's go fight Mother Miranda. And Mother Miranda shows up. And Yeah. And basically goes, hey, good job. I'm really proud of you. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. You killed my other four children. But now you're basically useless to me and kills you. Or at least what you believe to be kills you. <laughs> at which point you basically switch to Chris. Yes. And Chris gets the information that you're dead. Mother Miranda showed up and killed you. And now she's back at the ritual site. You're like, all right, fuck it, let's do this. Let's let's destroy this thing. Mm-hmm. You're the town has gone into fucking chaos. These like giant weird tentacle tree things have popped up everywhere. Lycanthropes are all over the fucking place. You're just blowing everything away, just unloading at, clip after clip after clip, uh, grabbing ammo, grenades. You have a laser pointer that you you target this one location that the tentacles are protecting, and you have to hit it three times with these laser-guided missiles, right? Mm-hmm. And it blows open this opening, but while you're doing that, you're defending yourself from werewolves. A couple of waves of werewolves. Oh, oh God, <laughs> fucking unlimited waves of werewolves, it felt like. And uh, then you jump down in the hole, and that... that unborn fetus wing key thing yeah in the ground under the village is a giant unborn fetus thing just hanging there and chris is like all right i found it i got this hold on and he like duct tapes a fucking explosive to a knife and like just hucks it into the side of it i like it simple solution to a simple problem right (laughs) yeah and he's like okay but let's let's you know let's go make sure we kill mother miranda before we blow this thing and we'll be good Mm mm-hmm and then you come across Mother Miranda's, like, lab. And you read that she's basically been trying to do all of this to bring her own kid back to life. Mm-hmm. Eva. Eva. Which, you meet Eva. You meet Eva in Biohazard. And when you meet her in Biohazard, you believe she's just basically a fucking hallucination. Mm-hmm. But it kind of clicks it to you that this fungus that is kind of everywhere and all this other stuff and everything that's part of eva Mm -hmm. Uh, like my belief i don't it doesn't like necessarily say it anywhere but it's it's my belief that that is part of eva because of course you see eva yeah and like it gives you photos of the eva you're seeing with mother miranda who's a doctor and it kind of goes through and explains some of the medical stuff behind it and how she started experimenting with all of this and that she's talked to other scientists related to um, Raccoon City. I was going to say, yeah, like that was probably like a big holy shit cool moment for Resident Evil fans. Because, yeah, you find something that basically is like Miranda has lived for centuries. Mm-hmm. Found this thing called Megamocyte. Yep. Which is this weird fungal root plant thing. Yeah. 
that's the unborn fetus thing learned that by using that she could she could try to like bring back her daughter evelyn or yep. eva who who died from the spanish flu and that the four lords the lichens and this evelyn chick mm-hmm. were all failed experiments of that but that's why she wants rosemary because rosemary is the one who is a suitable host yeah and while you're re- learning all that you find something that uh, oswell 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 spencer yep is the founder of the umbrella corporation yep and they work together and basically he took that research and created the t-virus yep I had almost zero emotional reaction to that, but what I thought was, I bet Final I, Final Fantasy, I bet Resident Evil fans fucking loved that. Like, that I bet was like a moment of them going, oh what my god! <laughs> yeah, because up until this point, it had no relation to Raccoon City, Resident mm-hmm. Evil, T-Virus, anything like Umbrella. that. Umbrella. Uh, umbrella all of yeah. that now there were umbrella logos throughout it i don't know if you noticed that the pedestal that you're loading that the, the, the uh, body yeah. parts into how about is that? the umbrella logo it is an octagon how about that with with the the, the cuts the cuts and the variation in colors huh, interesting the umbrella logo is everywhere and you even call it out as ethan ethan says something about like there must be something to this design <laughs> that i just don't understand and um <clears throat> but yeah And that's it. Like, she's been around for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And she has. She has protected the village because the village was where she was harnessing specimens from. But she realized the village would never give her one strong enough to bring back her daughter. Um, And so, like, you then approach, like, a cage and you unlock it. And there's, oh, fuck, what's her name? Mia. Mia. Real Mia. Real Mia. And Chris is like, stand the fuck down. Who the fuck are you? Give me a location on Mother Miranda. And they're like, uh, she's still here at the ceremony site. And he's like, holy fuck, it is you. <laughs> she kept you alive? Like, yeah. why? And you're like, I don't know. And where's Ethan? Where's my baby? And you're like, well, Mother Miranda still has your baby. I'm on my way to go save her now. But unfortunately, Ethan's dead. And Mia's like, well... <laughs> Well, about that, (laughs) Um, there's something that I have been told you, but Ethan's special. Gross. So gross. I don't know how it works. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Because it then switches back to Ethan. Mm -hmm. And you're in this weird place and you kind of walk along and you come upon Eva and you ask like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's kind of like, I've always been here. Like, where the fuck am I? And he goes, well, haven't you realized it yet, Ethan? You're dead. You've been dead for a while now. And it references back to biohazard. The father of the family kicks Ethan in the head Mm -hmm. and he kicks Ethan in the head, like really fucking hard, Mm -hmm. hard enough to snap his neck. And at that point, Ethan died. But the fungal virus, whatever shit that was around that place in Louisiana, brought him back to life. Mm -hmm. And so he's been dead for a few years now at this point. And uh, that's why he doesn't have a face. That's why he doesn't have a (laughs) soul. (laughs) Um, Like, she's like, really think about it. Think about all the damage you have taken. 
And how did you survive it? <laughs> and it does do flashbacks of like your wife cutting through your arm with a fucking chainsaw yeah. and you being stabbed in the hands and, and all this other damage that you've taken up until this point. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, okay. Cause at first I'm like a video game's got a video game, you know, like, yeah, this is weird. This is odd, but mm-hmm. you know, it, like you have a health bar and it, it, it's got a game. Right. It's trying to add an element of horror. Nope. It's because you're fucking basically undead. And this, uh, what, what did you call it? <coughs> Death, uh, site or whatever. Megamasite. Megamasite. That's it. It's keeping him alive. Mm-hmm. Just like it's keeping mother Miranda alive and all of the other children alive. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's what was in all of them. But Ethan had like a big fucking dose of it or something. He got extra steroids because he's extra special. <laughs> um, and she basically is like, but you're not done yet. So we'll see you in a little bit. And, you know, if you do what you plan on doing. Yeah. And he's like, I know. So, okay, bye. <laughs> and you wake up. And you're kind of like, whoa, that was that was different <laughs> Nah, i called that i did not I, I i was like there's no way because i i literally like i knew it was odd it was weird especially the hand thing mm. that was super weird but i'm like ah, video games got a video game you know like no i would have lost my fucking mind if this game didn't give e- some sort of explanation explain how he could reattach a severed hand well, with he has the, zero problem he has the special magic juice and actually i want to call that out i would have appreciated if like at a certain point in time ethan offered some of the healing stuff to chris and he was like he was like yeah sure i'll, I'll take some of this stuff and then like later on you learn like no what this stuff does is this stuff accelerates the megamocytes regenerative regenerative properties yeah so basically it would have been you're just drinking this stuff to heal yourself because you have all this stuff and it wouldn't have done anything for anybody else yeah like that i thought would have been a fun little twist to learn that would have been cool but again i was like yeah i was like up until the hand thing i'm like all right eh, fine. possibilities like because he did lose like the finger you, and everything yeah and... you lost your fingers yeah you got stabbed a whole bunch but like and like stuff happens in video games i get it and it's trying to be spooky and horrific yeah but the hand thing was the thing where i was like no nah, homeboy's dead homeboy is toast yeah, home, homeboy's dead and he can like regenerate his cells that's why his, his hand attached so nicely yeah so so yeah so like it, he then goes and faces mother miranda yeah this was a fun fight it was because it's it's the final fight you you fucking unload everything you got and even duke tells you like you know (laughs) if you go and do what you're about to do it's the end of your story Mm -hmm. uh unloading everything i don't know about for you for me it was eight magnum rounds and seven grenade rounds that was all it took to beat her oh see i didn't shoot grenade rounds it took 15 magnum rounds, which I'm sure I missed with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I started, I first started with my um, pistol. 
Oh, okay. So I unloaded all of my pistol rounds. Mm-hmm. I unloaded my shotgun rounds. Then I unloaded the magnum rounds. I fully upgraded my 1911 and my shotgun. Uh-huh. I sold both of those. I sold all the ammo for those. And I just bumped up the damage of the magnum until it was full. And I sold enough... Um, like, because I only had, like, 10 magnum rounds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use my knife, like, to get me there. And then at that fight, because I was already anticipating, like, I don't think I'm going to have a tough fight getting there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, so I've just got a bunch of grenades, and I've got my, yeah. my, magnum. my, my, my magnum rounds, and my magnum pretty much fully maxed out and just in damage like that was the only thing that had any points into it yeah. i was like i'm gonna walk in i'm gonna put this gun to this bitch's temple and blow her fucking brains out <laughs> i'll do it but she transforms yeah. so she starts off with this ground form where she's kind of like spinning around a little bit and she uses her like wings to protect her and then she gets like this spider form mm-hmm. where she'll like leap at you and stab at you with her legs and then she goes into her angel form or like a flying form and everything like that and like there's a final scene where she's like summoning this big glowy yellow orb of awesome destructive power and she's like i'm so fucking sick of you ethan winters <laughs> and you just keep unloading the goddamn pistol into her <laughs> Um, and yeah, she dies and you save your daughter, but as you're like walking away, you start to deteriorate Mm -hmm. like the rest of the enemies have because you were made out of the same shit. And Chris shows up and he's like, no, man, we got this. We're going to go. And you're like, no, I'm done. You, Mm -hmm. you just, you just need to go and I'll try and hold whatever this is off. Just save my wife and kid. Mm -hmm. And so like. Chris grabs the kid, loads onto a helicopter. The wife is like, "Where's Ethan?" She's like, "We don't know." And he's he's dead, dead this time. Yeah, like he is dead, dead. He's double dead. Yeah, and then they like detonate the bomb. And one of the other things was like this other corporation, uh, BSAA, which is the Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, had actually dropped in some other soldiers while Chris was running around doing his thing. And one of his guys is like, hey, boss, you need to come look at this. And those were bio mutants as well. Mm. And Chris is like, what the fuck is the BSAA doing with bio mutants? And why the fuck are they dropping them into this situation? Right? Like, what the fuck were they after? Well, let's go ask them. Reroute us. They have a civilian lady and her child on board, but we're going to reroute this fucking helicopter to go ask the BSAA what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then, uh, like, it kind of fades to black and it starts to look like little credits. And then it you go, comes back and you got uh, this lady who's crouched at a grave and she's talking, sorry, I'm late. I have tests going on and everything like that. I, I'm trying, I keep trying to make it to you, all that other stuff. And then a guy approaches her and you find out it's, it's Rosemary. Mm-hmm. And she's like a teenager now. And they're basically holding her under lock and key to do testing and experiment and training. And it sounds like they're turning her into an operative, an operative. Yeah. Um, and like they then drive off and a guy's walking up down the road and mm-hmm. that's where the game like in ends and like people have done some other stuff so like in the computer versions of the game you can like stop and like move the camera and if you move it across it's ethan mm, neat. yeah but like i don't think that it was meant to 
supposed to be Ethan. It was just supposed to be some random guy that's walking, mm-hmm. but they just didn't want to create another character no. model. Because, like, from the distance that it's at, you know, like, you don't know who the fuck that is. No. It just looks like a guy walking up the road. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. And, of course, Rosemary or this this guard that she's with wouldn't know what Ethan looks like. You don't even know what Ethan looks like. No, because he literally doesn't have a face. Yeah, his, even if you get his character, character model, model, it's even, like, blacked out. Yeah, he doesn't have a face. Yeah. He's no literally face. a faceless protagonist. It's great. I love it. But yeah, so like, but I, I loved the game. Hold it's, on, it's awesome. No, you forgot because then you get the ending to the fairy tale. Oh yeah, because I thought that was a really cool way to wrap it up. Yeah, they tell the whole fairy tale over again. Yeah, and and like, and then when at the end, it's like the parents searched all night for the child, and the dad fought the queen, and while the mother was protecting the child, and they went back, and the father said no, and the forest burnt to the ground, and that way, any child who looks at the forest knows the sacrifice the father made. Yep. So I thought that was a really cool way to like bookend it. Honestly. Well, it, it did because yeah. the whole thing has been the story. Yeah. And that is how the story ended. Mm-hmm. The father burned the fucking village to the ground to protect the mother and the child. Yeah. I was glad that they so, just called back to it. You yeah, know? yeah. It was a cool way to open the game and it was a nice way, way to, to close the it. game. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I did miss out on that. But it, yeah. But I swear, dude, I swear to God, I've heard that fucking fairy tale yeah. before. <laughs> But yeah, I loved the game. I, I loved it so much. I immediately rolled back into it and I started playing it again at a harder difficulty. You start back up with all of your old shit. Mm-hmm. It unlocks a completion point system where you can spend those completion points to buy certain game things. Like if you completely upgraded a weapon, you can unlock unlimited ammo for it. You yeah. can unlock other weapons based off of other things. And it's all based off of like little achievements and stuff like that that you did in the game. So like if you beat Lady Demetrius or whatever, Vampire Lady. Vampire Lady. Um, in under like five minutes, it unlocked an achievement. If you, you know, defeated all of the bosses within a certain time period, it unlocked the achievements. And um, those gave you points, and you could spend those points on other things, right? Yeah. So, like, my base pistol, my base shotgun um, are unlimited ammo. My 1911 is unlimited ammo. Uh, the sniper rifle is unlimited ammo. And I was able to get all of those right off the bat. Nice. Right. And then, like, but you can up finish upgrading the rest of the weapons and everything like that. You would get an unlock assault rifles and start getting assault rifle ammo, all that other shit. Like, there's a bunch of cool shit. And then one of the big things that it unlocked was the mercenaries mode, which there was a mercenaries mode in um, Resident Evil 4. I don't know if it was in any of the earlier games, but there was a mercenaries mode in Resident Evil 4. And basically, you just... you you start off with this base equipment you then talk to duke and you're able to spend some money to either upgrade it buy new equipment better equipment whatever and then you go out and you have to defeat so many enemies within a certain time period defeating an enemy gives you a little bit more time you unlock bonuses and buffs and Mm -hmm. it's just like another little challenge mode yeah it's another it's play it's play mode yeah in the game but it's fun And if you do it, you can actually unlock stuff for the main storyline, which is also fun. So, yeah, like I went through and I played through it again. This time I was making sure I was getting other certain little things because now you can pay attention to the challenges to try mm. and like beat them and everything. And I was like, I love I love this game. Beat mm. it. Started it all over again. Beat it. And then I was like, OK, I got to play other games. <laughs> and like I started playing another game. My wife's like, 
are you feeling okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, because you're not playing Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you're like, no, I have a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to play another game. <laughs> we had this this fan. He, he wants us to play Rogue. Mm-hmm. So I got to start playing Rogue. So I downloaded it so I can play that. But if I keep playing Resident Evil, I'll never play Rogue. <laughs> so I have to play Rogue. And there's another game coming out, Biomutant, and I have to play that. Yep. And she goes, have to? And I was like, okay, I'm choosing to. But I, I do know that I like I have to walk away. I'm an addict, and I just got to cut myself off cold turkey. <laughs> but, yeah, I loved it, dude. I, it, it reminded me a lot of Resident Evil 4, which I greatly enjoyed. I really loved that game. That was one of the first games that I was ever, ever able to play. Mm-hmm. Like, you play Subnautica. Yeah over and over and over and over again yeah. and not it's, have a single problem it's like your happy place yeah even when stuff goes wrong it's your happy place yeah so even like this one reminded me a lot of it it had really good graphics i loved the mechanics of it i loved the weapons of it mm-hmm. you know and it just so yeah i just like oh yeah i'm gonna play this again <laughs> yeah i so here's here's the big shocker right I look back at my time on this and I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with this game despite all of my critiques. Yeah. But I'm not going to play it again. I'm not excited for any Resident Evil ones in the future. But I get it. Like, I get what you see in this game. I understand completely why you love it and why you would play it five times. I, I even like when I got done, I was like that's a cool idea to be able to go back in and like finish upgrading stuff and play through it again and do that. Like I get it up the difficulty. Yeah. Like there's, there's nice, like little itty bitty things that you can just check off. Did I collect, did I upgrade every weapon checkbox? Did I do every single puzzle checkbox? Did I open every single door? The draw bit, that drawbridge you were talking about. I never found the handle for that. You can go back in and I bet you can find it and you can, and you can do that. You had to have. Mm Mm-mm. Because you need it to. Uh... The only thing I, the only thing I had was the wheel for the wells, uh-huh. which didn't work, and the. You need it for the windmills. The oh. same handle that you use for the windmills. I mean, I don't. I don't think I ever went back after that point. Yeah. By the is time that, I the is the same handle that you use for those. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I was like, you had to have you. You need it for the storyline progression. Oh, I never went back at that point because at that point I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I need for this thing, so fuck it, I'm off, and I never went back to it. Yeah. But like, go back and do stuff like that. Like, I totally get it, and I'm I and I'm glad that you love it, and I'm glad that it lived up to the expectation, and it was a good game for oh, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, when I look back my time, I was like, yeah, I had fun playing it but i'm not like in love with this game and i yeah. don't i don't need any more of it in my life yeah when the next one comes out i'll play it because i'm sure we're going to want to talk about oh, it absolutely and i look i look forward to that of like all right let me see like maybe what this because they, be like. They, like with the ending of this game there are some pretty big things that they could do in the next one mm-hmm. like you you're you're probably not going to play ethan winters you're no. probably going to play rose yeah that'd be cool play rosemary yeah you know, you got some cool powers and stuff. Uh, see, I'm a hesitant about that because mm. when they do it, it's like adding a fucking grappling hook. And yeah. you know how I feel about grappling hooks. Yeah. Like when you do that to certain games, it just kind of like bleh, <laughs> destroys them for me. So so I think this is actually going to be one of those games where I'm like, yeah, I had an OK time playing it. I'm not really keen on playing it again. And I'm not yeah. really looking forward to any more in the series. But by God, people go play this fucking game because you will actually have fun playing it. Oh, absolutely. Like 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 the storytelling really is what saved it for me My, yeah. minus the no, no, stupid no i think the story the storyline of it is yeah. pretty amazing yeah even like biohazard 
Biohazard has its ups and downs and everything, but it does give you a good basis. And even though it has like this game gives you like that, hey, here's what happened before. Mm-hmm. Play Biohazard. Yeah. And then play this one and you'll get the full breadth of it and you'll understand it a lot, a lot more. And it kind of like, yeah, it doesn't it does a great job of like, okay, this is what happened in Louisiana. But playing through it and just hearing a little story on it, two different things, you know, and um, so, yeah, it just I loved it. I really did because it it hit that spot and mm -hmm. it reminded me of Resident Evil 4 and I loved Resident Evil 4. And it's real easy to play through because to a certain point, once you play through it once, it's fucking mindless. Yeah. And like, that's another thing that I love about it. I have an assault rifle with unlimited ammo. Do you know what I do? <laughs> Hold down the trigger and just pray. fucking spray. <laughs> like there's an achievement for defeating 30, 30 werewolves in that first encounter where it's just unlimited of them mm. to defeat 30 of them in that. And then that big wolf with the hammer yeah. to defeat him as well mm. in that first encounter. And if you can do that, you unlock both those achievements. Nice. You can if you have a fucking assault rifle with unlimited ammo. You have to change out the clips. Yeah. But it's unlimited. So you're just clip change, clip change, clip change. And it's powerful. Yeah. Because I like there's two of them. There's the one that Chris uses at the end of the game that you can get and get unlimited ammo for it. And it's all right. Mm. I like like that it's got a silencer. Yeah, but it doesn't really silence. No, it's still kind of... Yeah, but what I mean is you can kill somebody with it Mm. and still other people notice. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, it doesn't do what silencers and suppressors do in video games, which is, hey, I can murder this guy and nobody else is going to notice. Right. You know, I can fire this gun and nobody's going to turn and look at me. Oh, yeah, no. It doesn't do that. No. Um, I just like the aesthetic. Yeah, but there's another, another assault rifle that you can unlock and get, and that one you can upgrade. Mm. So you have to unlock it get it from Duke, upgrade it fully, and then unlock unlimited ammo with it. And that's the one that I have. Hmm. And it does some pretty massive fucking damage. So, it, yeah, it's 30 werewolves. I think I killed 62 of them. <laughs> nice. And then the big guy showed up, and it was like he he jumped down, and I went, and he fell over. <laughs> and nice. it was like, okay, cool. Which I will tell you will give you a shit ton of money. Oh, I bet. Right off the start. But by that point in time, it's kind of like. You don't need it, though. Money's not important. Yeah. And that's my fear about doing stuff like that is that it's diminishing returns. Like, it's cool to go back in and try to f- finish upgrading everything. But, like, how many times can you do that before it's well, like. Well, considering I don't have all the guns unlocked to. To unlock the rocket pistol, yeah, you have to play mercenaries and unlock double S. Huh? It's four o'clock. Yeah. Um, I saw that. To unlock double S on all of the like twelve missions that it has. Mm. And I played through it and I think I, I've I've gotten grade A on the <laughs> six Jesus. that I've been able to play. Like it's tough. Yeah. So there is that. There's but that. I do like the mercenaries mode too. And it, yeah, so it is. It but any game realistically in my mind has diminishing returns uh, on replay. Of course. Of course. So 
But with that. Yeah. So thanks guys for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed this show. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page, Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. You can chat with us there. Also, don't forget, we are over on Podbean. You can also chat with us there. Absolutely. Like us, rate us wherever you can. Get the word out. We're really trying to expand. We've seen a lot of good stuff lately. So we're really hoping for that. Um, stay tuned next week when we do Biomutant. We already yep. brought that up. We're going to go be um, weird little radioactive animal sentient creature thingy stuff. I don't know. It's, it, it was weird. It's weird. So it's weird. stay tuned for that, guys. But... I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of the Tokens Required for you to use No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from Tokens Required.